This episode brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're driving, cleaning, and even exercising. But what if you could be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. And auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Multitask right now. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Hey, everyone. I'm Brenda. And I'm Julia. And you're listening to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Your 20s are known as both the most exciting and most confusing years of your life. We're here to share our stories, to have real and raw conversations, and best of all, to make you feel a little less alone. We're recording. We're recording. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Zoom Podcast. <laughs> Sponsored by Roaring Twenties. This is actually Roaring Twenties Podcast via Zoom. Again, incorporating some jade rolling. Yes, me and Brenda are virtually jade rolling with each other. We are. We just both woke up and had some puffy eyeballs, and why not? This feels very good. So if you have a jade roller and you're listening, get it out. Roll your face. The allergies are real bad this time of year, and it just feels really good. It does. It's, it's, it's calming. I keep mine in the freezer. Because I like it cold, because it like amplifies the deep puff. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my tip about the jade roller. Nice. I have an, an ice roller that's in my, obviously, in my freezer. I don't really use it much though. Yeah, that's good too. I don't use it much because one time when I hurt my foot, I didn't have an ice pack, so I used it on <laughs> <under> your foot. <laughs> that's what yeah. you're supposed to use, like frozen peas, Brenda. Yeah, but I just, I wanted to have the roll, the roll effect. So. Kind of, because they have, like, for your feet, like, the arch and stuff, they have the foot rollers that you, uh-huh. I guess that's what they're called. So it was kind of the same effect, and it was cold, so. Oh, well, maybe you need a new one for your face. <laughs> exactly. I, I definitely tried cleaning it off, but who knows? There's probably still foot on it. <laughs> this is really helping my sinuses. Everyone, get yourself a jade roller. I was actually just reviewing last night the, uh, the Skinny Confidential Lauren Everts's uh, master list. I was uh-huh. just curious. I'm like, I wonder if she's added anything to this. We're um, we're looking at. We needed some new vitamins for the month. Mm-hmm. So we're just reviewing. I can't believe how many items she's put together, and this is one of them. I just, I, I, I want. I can't look at those lists because then I want to purchase all the items, and I have no money, alas. So, <laughs> Corona. So we're just gonna not look at anything that we could buy because I. In this age of um, not being able to go out, I really want to buy things. Yeah, no, that's common. I think that's definitely common. I feel the same way. So what are we talking about today, bud? Today we're going to be talking about, we have an incredible guest, someone I admire so deeply. We admire. On Friday, Gabby Mail. She is a incredible person and has such a strong platform and ma- has made such an, a name for herself and advocating for a combination of self-love and also focusing on more than just your physical health, but also incorporating that in, out of self-respect and whatever makes you feel good. So she's awesome. And we had such a great conversation with her that you guys will hear on Friday. So we wanted to give you a little background on our fitness routines and what we do more than our physical health to, to stay healthy and well and feeling good. Absolutely. And yeah, guys, go check her out on Instagram. She's an incredible content creator. She's, I think her Instagram name is just Gabby Mail. And check her out. 
She's super inspiring. She's super awesome. She's super beautiful. And it was, she was so smart and generous and it was really fun talking to her. And yeah, I'm excited to talk about some of our fitness stuff and our health stuff. And, you know, because one of the things she said is that like fitness and health is not just physical, it's mental, it's spiritual, it's all of those things. And I think that that's really important. And sometimes sometimes something that we forget that like our health is not just about our physical body. I mean, of course, that is part of it, but there's so many, so many different layers to health. And so we're going to kind of talk about what, what we're doing in each of those areas. And maybe you guys can take a second to think about what you're doing for your health in all of those different areas. And if you want to start incorporating more things, what a great time because a lot of us have a lot of time on our hands right now. Yeah, definitely. And I think I, I start to think about the response, like when someone says, oh, you look so good or, or you look really happy or whatever. And they're like, oh, what are you doing? And people start to, I remember I used to hate the response, diet and exercise. And I'm like, oh my God, this is so annoying. Like there has to be a faster way to get to how they look and feel and whatever. And it's only more recently in my life that I've started to realize that there are so many other practices that go into how someone's energy is and it's not just about their body. And we are sold by so many companies in this world that the only way to feel confident and comfortable has to do on on how you feel and what size you are and all that. So I think having people like Gabby and having us hopefully share this conversation with you will help you see that everything that we've learned up until this point isn't fully true and that there's so much more to every story. Absolutely. And we're going to do our, you know, pride and pickle. But then when we get into this stuff, I just want to say, as always, this, whatever me and Brenda mentioned, this is the stuff that works for us. We're not saying that this is what everybody should be doing or that you should be doing. This is solely what works for us. And we're sharing it just to maybe provide some inspiration to find what works for you. Exactly. And I think one of the biggest things that Julia and I support is that you do you. Mm-hmm. You know, we're just trying to shed some light on some knowledge, some things that work for us. But the last thing I would ever, Julia, would ever want to do is make you feel like you have to do something. Exactly. Um, definitely not the case. No. <laughs> so with all that being said, it's up. time for Pride and Pickle. Thanks <laughs> for joining us for Pride and Pickle. Hello. Hi. We have a special guest for Friday. We have Pickle. a special guest smiling so big. Chris, what's your pride for the week? Something you're proud of. The, the, for this week, getting through the first week of online learning. Awesome. And what's your pickle? Yes. Uh, anxiety. We get you. Chris is the creator of Pride, the Pride portion of this segment. So we just want to credit him for, for all of his, his work. <laughs> all his equipment. His expertise. Go ahead, Ghost. Ghost wants to stay. She looks precious. Um, wow, what a fun special guest. We love a special guest. Chris Chris mentioned his pride was – oh, he's singing. Chris mentioned his pride was um, getting through the first week of online learning. Chris is a high school teacher. I just want to shout out all the teachers out there uh, continuing to do their best to provide education to our country and our and our kids uh, during this horrible, horrible time. And they've been so uh, they've been adapting and working really hard to keep education going. So shout out to any teachers out there who are working their butts off to to help everyone keep learning. Yeah, and I'm really impressed with so many teachers that, that I've seen post about how much they genuinely love their kids and their job and like miss them. It, it's just really beautiful, honestly. Yeah, he misses his kids so much. 
Oh, it's so beautiful. Yeah. Um, okay, so back to back to real pride and pickle, Brenda. No. Okay. Um, so my pride this week is that I feel really connected to a lot of people in my life and I've been making an extra effort to reach out to people I haven't talked to in a little while and just to feel connected during this time when we could feel very disconnected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my pickle would be just feeling like there are so many crazy things going on in the world that it can feel hard to validate our own feelings and mm-hmm. believing that, oh, well, so many people are worse off. People are dying. People are sick. People are scared. And to feel like, oh, I miss my boyfriend is like such a silly struggle. And of course it's not ultimately like when you love someone and I can't see them and, and whatever, it's definitely difficult. But yeah, I think feeling like it's hard to validate my own I get that, but we we did say it last week, and I'll say it again, like, everybody, of course, when you think about things in a grand scheme, of course, like, there are things that are worse than your situation, and of course, there's so much we can be grateful for, but everybody's feelings are valid within that, and everybody's struggles are valid, even if someone's struggle is, you know, God forbid, illness, and someone's struggle is, I miss my boyfriend, they're both valid, and it's okay to feel those feelings. I mean, it's important to, you know, look look outward and remember all that you have, you have to be grateful for. But I think that it's so, we can't invalidate our own experiences. So it's important to acknowledge, right. acknowledge your own feelings and not feel guilty for feeling your feelings. Yeah. And someone, I, uh, my friend Morgan said something, I think it was Morgan, maybe it was Amanda, one of the two, said something really powerful about trying to look at all of this in a way of like being united with anyone mm-hmm. by with everyone by noticing that everyone's being affected to some degree and instead of being like they have it worse or I have it worse or this or you should be grateful just saying you know what we're all in this together and we're all united by being affected by this and to some degree and we'll get through it I love that I really like that mm-hmm. and I heard something else I can't remember who said it someone on a podcast I was listening to said like for the first time in a long time, we all have the same like common enemy, quote unquote, is like getting rid of this virus and mm. helping people around us that we don't even know stay safe. So mm. I thought it was a really cool like interpretation of that, that we're always constantly like fighting or believing opposite things, which is okay to have your own opinion, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But that we're all kind of sharing this same opinion and similar experience. Yeah, I think that's really cool and really uniting. I love that. I mean, I don't love this virus and I don't love what it's doing, but I, I, I love the idea of like people being united, like for one cause. So like if we can all come together to like help each other get through that and feel strong through that and feel loved and supported, then that's, I think that's amazing. Me too. What about you? My pride this week is I was feeling like really kind of uninspired to work on my craft, you know, like as like an actor, my my coach always says one day off is two days backwards um, when it comes to like the craft of acting. But I was feeling really kind of uninspired because it's like, well, there's no jobs and like there's no one to do it with me. Like I'm kind of by myself and, and art is such a collaborative process. So I was feeling really like uninspired to work on myself. 
in that aspect, but I know that it's important that I do, especially during this like down period. So I was feeling really uninspired. But yesterday, like, I don't know, the universe came to me. I finally felt a little bit inspired to like to do some work that would better my craft. And I didn't feel totally inspired, but I had that like little blip of inspiration. And I was like, you know what? It's here. I'm going to grab it out of the universe and like run with it. And so after, so I worked, I did some work on like some monologues and stuff for like three hours yesterday. And I felt like really good during it and really good after. So like, even if you're feeling uninspired in any aspect of your life, as soon as you get that like little glimpse of it, like grab it by the tail and run with it because inspiration is hard right now. So yeah, I felt really good about that. And my, my pickle is that like, I get, whenever I put my hair up, I get these like really (laughs) weird baby hairs that stick out. Like not even like they like stick up, like they stick literally out. I look like Frankenstein. You stick out, it's interesting. They literally like, they defy gravity. It's, it's impressive. Like, if you think of Frankenstein with those things coming out of the sides of his head, that's what these baby hairs in front of my ears do. I do not know what to do with it about them. Gel does not work. Flat ironing them does not work. Nothing works. So, like, please, please, if anybody has, like, any tips on how to, how to reduce this defined gravity hair, please let me know. Perhaps I've heard of a product called Frizz Ease. Does yes, that I of- have that. That don't work. That don't work. Ooh. Ooh. Nothing works. These hairs defy gravity. They stick straight out like Frankenstein. I'll post pictures so you guys can know what I'm talking about. Oh my god, I can't wait for that picture. You do right now on Instagram. (laughs) This is my hair problem. Please help me. I really, like, please, someone help me. I really don't know what to do. Look at them. Smile. (laughs) (laughs) It kind of looks like Cindy Lou Who, but, like, just with Uneven. No, it looks like Pippi Longstockings. Uneven pigtails. <laughs> like one, <laughs> one is higher than the other one. So interesting. It's really embarrassing. Like, I just want to walk around with my hair up around my house, and I, like, feel <laughs> crazy. Like, most people, they put their hair up, and, like, it looks, like, you know, up. Mine, I got these two guys, like, hanging out. <laughs> You're beautiful. You're beautiful. It's all good. Thank you. I just, like, really don't know. <laughs> it looks like I have two miniature pink tails <laughs> coming out of the side of my head. I see you right now. <laughs> but I'll post it. Shane. And like, I push it behind my ears and it stays there for like a second and then they bing back up. Bing. <laughs> I did want to, just before, because I'm going to forget. Um, for your pride, I think a lot of times, like you said, take like running with the motivation mm-hmm. that often we kind of like expect the motivation to be there and then shame ourselves for not automatically having the motivation. Mm -hmm. But I feel like something that I've learned and it seems like you've come across also is that you're not always going to be motivated and Mm -hmm. that that's okay. And that either when you get that little tiny spark or even just doing it anyway, and then with doing something that you Mm -hmm. maybe didn't particularly want to do or weren't inspired to do in that moment, but you know would make you feel good, Mm. Then the motivation comes after realizing how good it makes you feel and realizing like, oh, you know, I did it anyway. And like, I'm, I'm proud of myself. Absolutely. Um, Elizabeth Gilbert, she's the writer of Eat, Pray, Love. And she has a wonderful TED Talk about inspiration and creativity, uh, which I highly suggest listening to. I, call, I think it's called The Elusive Creative Genius. That's her TED Talk. It's amazing if you're feeling stuck creatively. And she's also the writer of Big Magic in which she talks about like what what inspiration and creativity are. And she talks about creativity as 
this like as this thing that is outside of us and we are just the vehicles for for creativity like we do not have creativity creativity comes to us and i just love that because it takes a lot of the pressure off of like that self that shame when it comes to creativity of like oh well like i'm not feeling inspired i'm not feeling creative like because it's not a she makes it like it's not about you like it comes to you and we're the vehicle so when it does come to you you have to kind of grab it and and run with it and that all we can do is make our make our vehicle and our vessel like open to receiving it and when it comes it's going to come but it's not ours to muscle up because we don't have it in the first place it comes to us from the universe and i just like love that i really suggest her ted talk and i really suggest her book big magic they're amazing and i like what brenna said about sorry i'm going on elizabeth gilbert tangent but i think she's so awesome okay. and um i like what you said about sometimes doing something else like that's not even related will sometimes spark creativity. And she shares this story in Big Magic about, I'm just going to like briefly say it, about this like guy, he was a writer and he had wrote all these incredible novels. And then like all of a sudden he came to this point in his life where he was feeling like totally uninspired. He couldn't write at all. He would sit down day after day and nothing would come out. And he just couldn't write nothing at all. So after like months and months of like sitting down and trying to write and it not working, he finally was like, well, I just have to do something else, I guess, because I, I guess I can't be a writer anymore because I'm not feeling inspired anymore. And so he had a daughter and his daughter had been asking him to paint her bike for like, like, like years before this. And he never did it because he was busy with his writing. And so when he found this like pool of kind of uninspiration, he was like, well, what can I do with myself? All right, I guess I'll paint my daughter's bike. She's been asking me to do that for like a year now. So he, he went into the garage and he painted his daughter's bike and he painted all these little stars on it all around the whole bicycle. And it took him days, but he like painted this beautiful, magnificent bike and gave it to his daughter. And she loved it, obviously. And then all of her friends and all of the kids in the town wanted their bike painted with all of these stars because it was so beautiful. So then for like a month, he was like painting all of these kids' bikes because he had nothing else to do. His work wasn't working for him. And then all of a sudden, one day after like weeks of just painting bikes for kids, he like, something came to him and he had this inspiration and he finally was able to sit down and he like sat down that day and he wrote like an entire novel, which ended up being one of his like best-selling novels. And it's just, I just, thought it was such a great story of like we can't muscle it and sometimes you just have to do something else and like just making yourself available and being in motion eventually it'll come I just love that story yeah no I love that and I think it it really comes with often when we tear ourselves down and like you said shame yesterday we went to a self online virtual self-love retreat um, with Mary's cup of tea, Mary, Mary is incredible. And she talked about meta emotions and how we often, it's not even what we feel, but how we feel about what we feel. And it just really resonated with me because she was talking about how we feel about what we feel. And that often when we start to feel the guilt, the guilt and the shame and all the things about a specific situation, that's when we really start to spiral because we just start to judge our natural feelings and emotions. And I think that if we were to just like surrender to them and try to understand them, she said something so beautiful that someone had asked her in the past, if I give attention to an emotion, aren't I giving it power? And she was saying, I actually believe the opposite, that if you acknowledge an emotion that you're actually taking away its power, mm -hmm. because you're not 
allowing it to take all of your energy because you're aware of it. Mm-hmm. And it just helps so much because I think we're so quick to judge ourselves and to shame ourselves for not being in the same way we kind of talked about accountability in a previous episode and how we just want to automatically like just be able to do things without needing accountability and that it's shameful somehow to, to need it. But in the same way, like we're not going to wake up every day, like with big eyes, like ready to take on the day. And it's just about finding what is going to make us feel that same sensation so that we can continue to do the things that make us feel good. Yeah. I love that. I agree. So speaking of making us feel good, let's talk about some health related things and wellness related things. How should we do this, bud? Should we go by category maybe and talk about what's been working for us? Yeah, I think that's awesome. I think if we go by category, perhaps starting with with physical health, we can get a, a nice little list going. Awesome. So why don't you start us off, bud? What, what's what been working for you in the physical health department? Yeah, um, I think I am now, I've mentioned it before, but I'll touch on it briefly, that I really love the Ladies Edge because they're 23 minutes and I really get such a great sweat in and I feel like it's a big growth point for me because I would always judge people. I'd be like, there is no way that like you get a good workout in in a short amount of time. And it's just really helped me find this balance between really approaching exercise from a point of like self-care and also just at a point of of self-respect. And it's like, sometimes I have found myself where I'm like, okay, but I can do more, especially now that we're home. Mm -hmm. And I've almost challenged myself to be like, nope, like you, your promise to yourself is 23 minutes a day. And if you really want to do more, you totally can. But for example, the other day, I was like, you know what, let's challenge ourselves to just leave it at the 23 minutes and to be okay with that. Um, and to not feel like I have to do more. So anyway, that's been really working for me during this time. Walking outside has been nice just to listen to podcasts and all the things. I mentioned the Peloton app also. I love that because I have a spin bike at home. So that really is a good release. And honestly, sometimes I don't even use the Peloton app. And instead, I either listen to podcasts while I'm on my bike or I respond to Marco Polo's, which is where I communicate with some of my friends. And yesterday, I actually, I've never done this before. I have a deck in my backyard. I've never used it before. And Markella, who's been on here, always exercises on her deck. So I was like, you know what? Let me try it. Like, I want to go outside, but I don't feel like going for a walk. Um, and I want to get my 23 minutes in. So I just took my mat out there, my weights, and it was so beautiful. So nice. Yeah, it was beautiful yesterday. It really was. So I really enjoyed it. And um, yeah, I normally try and do a little combination of some sort of strength training with a little bit of, of cardio because I feel like it, I feel really good when I combine the two. Love that. Yeah. How many days a week are you finding yourself working out right now? So right now I am exercising every day, but... It de- I really do listen, which is different from in the past. I really do listen to what makes me feel right. Like I mentioned the other night, um, I was like, you know what? I don't really feel like doing anything more. And I didn't. And I find that 23 minutes a day is really doable. And I don't feel like I have to every day. Um, at least the program for the Ladies Edge does encourage really whatever you want, but most people do six days a week and then take a rest day. Rest days are important. I totally know that. Um, But just to respond to Julia's question, I've just found that because we have more downtime, especially on the weekends, Mm -hmm. I just like find myself kind of laying around and I'm like, you know what? I need to like release this energy somehow. Like if it's a rainy day and I can't go outside and I'm very lucky and acknowledge within myself that in the past, I really, really would have felt like I had to. Mm -hmm. But now I just feel like I've really associated exercise with a form of energy release. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, now it's definitely been more, but I usually 
six days a week. That's awesome, bud. Yeah, and I something that that Gabby had mentioned, which you guys will hear on Friday, she said, like, when it comes to working out or exercising, asking ourselves, how did she phrase it? She said it was, like, asking ourselves why we're doing it. Yeah, and, like, something along the lines of, what is this doing for my mind, body, and soul? Mm-hmm. Right, because it's, like, am I pushing myself to go to the gym because, like, I feel like I need to, like, look a certain way? Like, if she's, like, if that's the reason, then, like, maybe you shouldn't go that day. But if the reason is because, like, I know that it'll, that I'll feel happier after and that, like, I'll, my soul will feel energized and renewed, then, like, that's a great reason to push yourself. And I just really loved that because I know for me, a lot of times working out doesn't feel like the thing that I want to do. And I just think it's important to, like, ask ourselves why, if we're going to push ourselves, why we're pushing ourselves and to make sure that we're doing it for, for a good reason and for a reason that really, that really heals us in in the, those mind body and soul areas and not just like oh I, I'm gonna go work out because like I feel like I have to look a certain way on Instagram yeah and I I've mentioned it with Gabby that I feel like the biggest difference that I've noticed when you do any sort of personal development work or self-growth all the all the things you really develop a different layer of self-awareness mm-hmm. something that I've noticed is the difference between feeling like you want to do something and the reason whatever the reason is that you want to do something or feeling like you have to and that's a big difference. I think for people, maybe it doesn't have to be, oh, I feel like I have to because um, I won't be loved mm. otherwise if I'm not, don't maintain a small figure. Or maybe during this time, it could be, I feel like I have to because I have more time. So like I should be being productive. And that's also, you know, something that you have to, to tackle. But I think it's important to be very real and honest with ourselves and mm-hmm. to communicate to someone that you trust what your reasonings are. Because I know there have been times where I've either been in the place where I'm like six days a week, you exercise every day or, or six days. Wow. Like that doesn't sound right. But I also know my own heart and my own intention. And I, I know the difference between where I was <laughs> and where I am now. And I just think where your heart is makes such a difference. And I think Gabby is such a big example of someone who really enjoys fitness mm-hmm. and is able to incorporate that into her life in a very consistent and very ongoing way, but also for a totally different reason. Mm-hmm. And I know that depending on where we are in our own journey is how we kind of like receive it. Um, so I think how people will receive even, even what I'm saying will be different depending on, on where they are in their journeys. But I just want to, with all of that being said, emphasize that finding a place where you feel balanced, where you feel excited by a combination of challenging yourself and and maybe taking yourself out of your comfort zone with the intention of self-care and self-respect is possible. And I never believed it was possible. I was reflecting um, the other day. Nope, it was yesterday. I was reflecting (laughs) yesterday on how I... This is a tangent, but I'll be quick. Oh. Um, how in high school I had there was this like cleanse that was a, a week long cleanse, and you would drink these things that like looked like soy sauce, and that's all you would have three times a day. And it, you know, they said that it had nutrients and all this stuff in it. And I remember that I would go to this like acupuncture place twice a week, sometimes three times a week, and it was like it, along with that. So it's like you would have the drinks at home. It was a week long fast of those drinks that had nutrients in it. So they said, and you would go and get acupuncture. They'd put like a heat lamp. They would like massage your stomach, like acupuncture needles in your stomach. And they'd massage your stomach, which was the place I was always most insecure about. And I remember I would have like bruises on all over my stomach because they would like break the the fat lipids. Is that the same thing? I don't know, something like that. Yeah. And I remember 
I remember feeling very uncomfortable during those massages and stuff. But the weirdest part I was reflecting on last night was that I felt like it was normal because I felt that you had to go through something uncomfortable in order to achieve a goal. Mm-hmm. in terms of your body. And the reason why I bring that up is not to be like, oh my God, poor her. No, it's to, to really say that like, I think we're taught to believe the whole like no pain, no gain type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but that there is such a way to do something and find things that you love and enjoy that don't feel like torture. Yeah. And I remember when, if you've ever done any sort of cleanse or fasting, and if this is like uncomfortable for anyone to hear, then Trigger warning, absolutely. But I remember I would like be shivering and I would have absolutely no energy. I would just need to go to sleep. And I'm like, okay, well, this means that it's working. And like, that's just my biggest shout out to you guys that like, if you feel like you need to torture yourself to get to a certain size or to look a certain way, that the way that people love you or look at you has nothing to do with your body. And if you do have fitness goals, totally cool. But just know that there is a way to morph everything in a way that is not painful and it's not uncomfortable and maybe challenging, but not in a way that's like totally detrimental to you. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. But I think that's really important for people to hear. And I think like, yeah, some things can be challenging, like a workout itself can be challenging or like challenging yourself to incorporate, you know, vegetables or whatever more in your diet. Like those things can be challenging, but they shouldn't be, they shouldn't be disruptive or or harmful and even if it's not harmful to your body because sometimes like there is a lot of merit in like some fasting diets but like if it's harmful to your soul and your mind then it's harmful to your body because it's all connected mind is body body is mind and I think it's a really important that like again going back asking yourself why am I doing this and how is it benefiting my mind body and soul and I think so important. Definitely. And I I believe that's another really quick point about physical health is that we want a lot of quick responses and results and answers. So often myself included, I've been like, well, what's the fastest way I can get to this point? What's like the, maybe even like the temporary pain and discomfort I could go through to get there faster and then it'll be fine and I'll never have to experience it again. But the reality behind physical health, and please let me know your thoughts too, but I feel like it's finding something that you maybe not always enjoy 100% of the time. If something's challenging, you might be like, oh, like today, I know I have a workout coming up that the girls messaged me and they're like, it's a lot of cardio. And I'm like, oh boy. Um, But there's such a difference between challenging yourself, like you said, and, and feeling like it's totally painful and uncomfortable. And I think that finding something that is sustainable that you can be excited for most of the time um, is, is the key. I absolutely agree. And I, I, cause I really believe that like our physical health as well as our, the other components, our health is a journey. It's a lifelong journey. It's not this race that we're going to run one time. Like, I think the most important thing is like finding finding joy in, in your health, in all of those aspects. And like, that's something I've certainly found. And, and it could, because it is, it's a lifelong journey, your health, it, from the time that you're a kid to the time that you're an adult, it's not just like, yes, we can get into seasons where we feel like, well, I need to exercise and push myself because I want to look a certain way. But at the end of the day, like, what we're all hoping for is longevity, is for sustained health, minimization of disease as we grow older. And that's why I really think that is about, it's about this journey. So like, if you're going to do something for your whole life, you might as well find some joy in it and Mm -hmm. find, find how you can incorporate that into your life in a way that is joyful and fulfilling. I love that. Because I think so often because we want that immediate gratification, which I don't blame anyone for, 
people get very frustrated hearing the response. Like it's a lifelong journey because mm-hmm. they are like, well, I don't want to do this forever. And it's like, okay, well maybe, maybe just right. maybe you haven't found the thing that you feel comfortable and excited to do forever yet. Cause when you find that and you're like, oh my God, this is possible. Like someone wasn't like BSing me this whole time. Yeah. Really- and it can change it. Whatever it is now might not be what it is in like, you know, a year, two years, but find like, in every season, finding things that are joyful and sustainable so that they can go through those, you know, movements and changes as you move and change. Yeah. And being okay with those changes and not judging yourself for, for that because it's inevitable. Yeah, absolutely. And what do you do for physical health? So usually, um, usually when we're not in isolation, uh, exercise for me usually works about two to three times a week, just cause of like, just cause of like busy and like, not wanting to wash my hair all the time, which is like stupid, but like I have really crazy hair and like I physically cannot wash it every day or I'd give up so much of my time. But since we've had a little more downtime, I've been exercising. And when I say two, three times a week, like that's like a real like exercise class or or I'm following something. Um, And then, but I walk a lot. Like I love to walk. I think that's really important for mind, body and soul. So that's always kind of supplementing that. But now since we've been indoors, I've, I've been exercising more like four or five times. And it's, it's actually been incredible because it really does, it really does boost my mood. And I've like, even when I haven't wanted to necessarily work out, but like I have, it's been so incredible because it's just been, it's been making my energy better. It's been making my mood better. And I just, right now I've been feeling so good when it comes to exercising uh, mood wise and energy wise. So I've been doing, you've heard me talk about 305 before. It's a high intensity hip hop cardio class. They have studios in New York City, Boston, um, a couple other places. They're amazing, amazing. There's like a live DJ and lights. You feel like you're in a club and you're just dancing and it's so, so fun. And I, I am so glad that I found that class because it's so fun to me. Like for me, like I did, I've tried the ladies edge and I, I felt it was a great workout. I just wasn't excited about doing it. But when it comes to 305, I'm like, so I like look forward to going. Cause I just get to like dance and like look in the mirror and like be my best self. And it's so fun. So, but it is, it is expensive. I only get to do that once a week usually, but she's been Sadie Kurzban, who is the CEO. She's been leading live live classes on YouTube twice a day, every single day of this isolation, which is incredible. So anybody can do it. If you want to just change up your workout, if you want to do something fun, something uplifting, she's leading live classes on YouTube every day at 12 and 6 PM. She leads cardio classes, which are like the dance party classes. And then she leads uh, a power class, which is more like a toning and strengthening class. But I really love the cardio dance party ones because they're just so fun. And I just like, I, I, I get really sweaty and like, I just, even if you can't follow along with the moves, like there's great music and I just like jump around and it's just so fun. And it's so uplifting. Like I literally can't wait to do it later today. So that's really what I've been doing. I've, and then twice a week, I've been trying to, my friend Jean, I had mentioned she's leading like a live stretch session on in her Instagram, uh, which is just 20 minutes. And I think stretching is so important, but it's something that I hate doing. And I know a lot of other people hate doing, but I've been trying to do that at least like two, three times a week of just like giving myself 20 minutes just to stretch. Uh, cause it's it's really so important. There's so many like research studies linked to how stretching can lead to longevity. Like you literally can make your lifespan longer by stretching and it's so important. It's so good for you. So I've been trying to stretch two, three times a week. That doesn't always happen, but 20 minutes just to stretch 
feels really good after. So yeah, that's what I've been doing. Um, I've really just kind of been doing the 305 because it's just like so fun and I feel inspired to do it. But yeah, and and I guess, I don't know if this is like physical, but just like being outside, mm. like when I can. I mean, we're in New York, so it's still pretty cold and we've had a lot of rainy days. But when it is sunny, just like being outside, we're very lucky. We have a backyard. So just, you know, taking ghosts outside and just being outside. Like even if I'm just sitting or like just standing, I just feel like the physically that's been really yeah really awesome and I I think all those things are super awesome and that it, it shows when it's something that like really lights you up to a certain degree mm-hmm. and it's all about trial and error and really figuring out what works best for you and I wanted to what you said kind of inspired me to think about what do we want to share with people who write maybe not just right now during the quarantine but people uh-huh. who never really feel motivated to exercise and maybe feel ashamed of not feeling those things when we are really in a I think a culture that 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 values quote unquote movement and activity and sometimes for I don't want to say the wrong reasons but sometimes for reasons that can be more hurtful and sometimes just like I think the whole fitness and wellness culture is is also like trendy totally. um, so maybe like some stuff that we can share with with people who don't maybe feel ashamed they're like oh my gosh I have so much time right now but I still don't want to exercise absolutely and that's valid that's totally valid I mean it is important that we all move our bodies to some extent for our health and longevity and like minimization of disease, which I said before, it's not about your size. It's not about the way you look. It's just for your health and so that you live a long and and disease-free life, hopefully. But I think that that's valid. And I would say like, like, I think it's really about like kind of finding what you like. Cause like, I remember there was a time where I was like, going to the gym and trying to like lift weights. And like, I liked it for like a couple weeks. And then I was like, I hate this. And then I just never went. I literally never went and I wasn't exercising at all. And like, for me, I am privileged in that, like I do live in a small body. And I know that that's something that like our culture kind of praises, which I don't agree with, but like, I have that privilege. So like, if I don't exercise, I don't really look much different, but it, but I feel much different and it totally takes a toll on my mental health and on my creativity and on my productivity. So I think it's really about finding something that you like. And if if what you like is a walk around the block, like that's enough. I think that that's great. I think it's just about like getting out there and moving and like start with once a week and build your way up. You don't have to like all of a sudden be working out five times a week, you know, start with once. I think we really undermine like the power of a good walk, just like mentally, not even physically. I know I love a walk. we have so many different things and I, I think it's all about what you associate with it. Like if you associate dread and oh, oh my gosh, I'm going to be in pain and so much sweat, like you're associating all these negative things with it, where if you try and flip it to, you know what, let me listen to a good podcast. Mm-hmm. Let me call a friend up. Let mm-hmm. me walk my dog. If you are really trying to just get a little bit more movement and especially during this time, not because you have to, not because it's shameful that you don't automatically want to, but more so maybe you're just looking to fill your day up with something and maybe it feels just uncomfortable to some degree to like be inside all day and you just want some sun whatever it is we just want to validate that there's no shame behind not wanting to exercise I think that's a more common thing Mm -hmm. and especially for because we're so often myself included posting oh hey I just got this workout in with the intention of, of trying to be inspiring and trying to provide tips and stuff but never wanting to make it seem like it's something you should just want to do and if you're not then you're not doing the right thing like not at all I get it I especially years ago, um, it's not like it was that long ago where I didn't move at all. (laughs) I didn't. And I, and I felt it. And the reason why besides all the crazy 
stuff within the ears is because it really does make a difference emotionally and energy wise. And I, I know from friends that we have that at least during this time have gotten out and gone for a walk. They've been like, you know what? That wasn't so bad. Like I actually really enjoyed that. And it, it definitely gave a different to the rest of my day. Yeah. And I, I really agree. Like, I think that there's, there's been times that we both have not felt inclined or inspired to, to exercise, but I, I just like, I think a walk is such a great place to start. Just, just mm-hmm. the next sunny day, just get out and do a walk, like, and walk for as long as you want. You don't have to make yourself walk for an hour. If you just want to walk one time around the block, I think that that's a great place to start. Mm-hmm. And just the, the way that you internalize whatever you're doing or not doing is huge. So if you're going to harp on yourself or naturally not being inclined to do that, then it's just going to, it's going to just keep tearing you down. So do whatever feels best for you. But if you are inclined for the right reasons to get started, then I agree. A walk is a, a great place to start. If you want to get Absolutely. some. Yeah. And go again, doing it for the right reasons. I think that's really important. I think it helps. I mean, I personally, I know people like exercising some people like exercising together or alone and I think whatever way works best for you I've personally really enjoyed using zoom to exercise with people recently because I feel like it's not only a good accountability tool but it just helps you feel more like connected to other people but I know that there <laughs> that um there are people for sure that are like I do not I know like I want to work out alone I don't want anyone to see me mm-hmm. and I it's like respecting your own boundaries and doing whatever feels most comfortable because I know group exercise classes aren't for everyone and sometimes just doing something at home is good but just because this episode will be released during quarantine time I think Gabby who we're having on Friday is releasing or already has released a at-home workout program that starts on April 1st so I think if anyone's just like looking for something to do and is feeling like they don't have a place to start don't know what to do on their own it definitely helps to have someone who's knowledgeable guiding you Mm-hmm. Um, and of course not feeling ashamed if you have to make any modifications, but if you don't have access to a gym right now, which no one in the world does, <laughs> um, then just figuring out some, some bodyweight stuff to do at home can be a good little challenge. Absolutely. And, and if you can find some joy in it, cause it's been for the days that I feel like I want to exercise, it's been very joyful right now because I found something that I do like doing. And it's, especially in this quarantine time, it's been really helpful to me for my mental health. Mm-hmm. And I think also, I, I personally have not been doing this recently, but I have seen the benefit of it in my life is especially during having to be indoors and in quarantine and all that, finding the same time to do things if each day, if that works for you, um, that just helps establish a little bit of a routine. Because I know for myself, if, if I know that, that something's already done in the morning, I'm like, all right, like, cool. Now anything for the rest of the day is just anything's game. <laughs> yeah. And I kind of set something for myself. I'm like, okay, I know there's a Zoom group at 4 p.m. If I haven't hopped on yet, like that's my place to go. Because mm-hmm. um, I found I'm in, I'm in more of a place right now where just working out with other people has been more helpful and helped me stay accountable and all that. But ultimately, exercise can bring a lot of joy to your life if you allow it to, if you allow yourself to kind of dive in and analyze why it is that you're doing what you're doing and remembering that ultimately though we're taught to realize that the way that you look like has absolutely nothing to do with why people love you and I will like forever advocate for although we might be taught to believe otherwise that people love us for your, our energy and our heart and just so much more so just focus on whatever makes you feel good and and that will affect how you show up for yourself and for I, others I couldn't agree more Brenda 
And if you're feeling inspired after this to to go and move, go ahead and enjoy. And if you're if you're not, that's cool too. So so listen to your listen to your mind, body, and soul, and and respect that. And we are unfortunately getting to the end of our time here. So we lied to you guys. We're not gonna get it. Unfortunately, we're not gonna be able to get into um all those other categories of health today that we mentioned, such as spiritual health and mental health. But we, we do have a mental health episode out there that you guys can listen to if you want to kind of check in on that after the, listening to this episode. And I promise you that in the next couple of weeks, we will do an episode on those other aspects of health. Maybe we'll even talk about some nutrition stuff and some spiritual stuff and some mental stuff and all that good, good fun stuff. So this kind of turn out to be a little bit more about physical stuff, but I think that it was important to talk about and go ahead and take a listen to that mental health episode that we have out. It's a good one. And, and tune in on Friday to hear, to hear Gabby. Awesome. And just don't forget to submit questions to us. We would love to hear from you guys, especially if you have some more time at home and have some, some more mental space to ask and to feel like you want to be related to. Um, We're definitely going to continue pouring our hearts into this and getting some really cool guests on. So thank you for listening. Absolutely. Yeah. We do have some fun people coming on soon. So uh, stay tuned and thank you guys. And I hope everybody doing well out there wishing everybody's family lots of health and hoping everyone's holding up okay we're here for you guys yes for sure stay safe and healthy bye bye thanks for listening to roaring 20s podcast be sure to rate and review wherever you get your podcasts and please subscribe you're never alone our pride sticks together tune in every monday and friday for new episodes of roaring 20s podcast you get to start your week with us and end your week with us with With love. love Brenda and Julia. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.